Welcome to season five of the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and to scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another exceptional episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. As always, that does not change. And all month long, we are talking to some amazing, fierce, and fabulous female entrepreneurs. Why? Because it's my show and I said so. And my guest today, we have already been having so much fun before we hit the play button. So you are going to love this, especially because we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics. You all know what that is, but we'll we'll get there in a second. So for over a decade, Annie P. Ruggles has harnessed her Hulk-like disdain for hardcore sales, tacky self-promotion, and overly com- competitive sleaze balls as her inspiration to help people find better ways to grow their small businesses. Now, she's also the founder of the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy, and through that, she's guided hundreds of people towards making deeper connections lasting impressions, and friendlier, more lucrative, as we all like to have, conversations and transactions in those businesses. Her pride and joy is her podcast, though, and uh, I think we're going to try and have a podcast crossover, but it's called Too Legitimate to Quit, Instantly Actionable Small Business Strategies with a Pop Culture Spin. I can't wait to do that. And joining me today is Annie. Thank you so much for being with us today, Annie. Michael, I am so freaking jazzed to be here with you today. (laughs) We are going to have a great time. And you know, I love talking about sales. It's one thing that just makes me so excited. And I always love it when people are like, I hate sales. And I'm like, wait, what? Let's sit down and have some fun with that. (laughs) Heck yes, absolutely. Because most of the time what they mean is I hate sales that feels icky, which we all do. And I always remind them, that's not sales, that's sleaze. So Amen, you... <laughs> hallelujah, episode over. Hope you all have enjoyed the show. I'm going home now. And uh, drop the no, mic. No. Boom. <laughs> and I didn't even have to say anything. Thanks, Michael. I love it. Well, I did hit your highlights of your bio and I did say a lot about you, but I want you to tell us a little bit more in your own words. Tell us a little bit more about you and your business and how you, through these, your podcast, your academy, you help people to shock their sales potential. I had to shock my own freaking potential. And what mm. really did that was that I have sales potential. Yeah. Because for years, I knew I am a problem solver. I am a people lover. I will go to the mattresses to make sure that the people that need to be successful are getting ahead in this world, especially if they're the kind of people that are driving forward with ethics and integrity. And I knew that I had that. I knew Mm -hmm. I was a pretty good writer. I knew that I was a pretty flaily Muppet. I knew that when I talked, people (laughs) tended to listen, right? And I, I had all of these skills, but I didn't really actually do anything with that 
because I was unwilling to sell. So I would draw in this huge network, all this attention, all of these likes. My Facebook group was popping, right? Like all this stuff. And then people would be like, Annie, how do I hire you? And I'd be like, oh, um, yeah, well, just give me like um, $25 and um, you can get this program that took me like three years to make. And then um, if you want to do like a one-on-one, you can like whatever. And, and I did that for years and mm. I called it a business, which is a yeah. joke because it wasn't. But I was one of those people, Michael, that you just said. We're like, I can't sell. Selling is nasty. Selling is gross. Selling is an assortment of activities that make me feel out of integrity. I'm never, ever, ever going to do that. And money apparently is the devil. So I should just be upset and be poor and help people for free until I die. And and I'm I was really laughing because I totally know what everything you're right? saying. <laughs> I mean, and that was the thing is, and I could have gone on like that forever. Yeah. Except... My health was failing. My, you know, I was stuck in huge adrenal fatigue. My business mm-hmm. wasn't growing. I get got stuck taking white label consulting job after white label consulting job. And I just mm-hmm. realized, whoa, 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 whoa. Something's got to give here. Why isn't mm-hmm. my business growing? And you know what it was actually, Michael, that really did shock me into shocking my potential? I watched my clients suffer. And I thought, why are my clients suffering? I saw it in them before I could see it in me, which was really embarrassing because Mm. I realized that they were modeling me (sighs) and they were getting people to fall so in love with them. And then they were not asking for anything in return. Mm. And I thought, well, why are they doing that? They were learning that from me. And Uh so I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I dedicated, I stopped everything I was doing and I dedicated my life to figuring it out. I wasn't expecting to teach sales then. I just wanted my clients to be able to get ahead. And I thought, if I can model this, if I can be client zero yet again, if I can nail this, then my Mm -hmm. clients will succeed. And just so happens along the way, everything I learned about how to sell and sell beautifully is so in alignment with me. And everything that was out of alignment with me was so easy to change or fix. And so really how I help people shock their potential now is showing them the beautiful, benevolent, charitable, generous, incredible, profitable, badass salesperson inside these do good entrepreneurs. Yeah. And it, you know, for me, um, sales has always uh, been natural. Like I don't, I don't ever think about it to me. It never has felt bad because to me, it was never about, um, trying to close a sale. It was about if it's the right time, the right situation, it will happen. And so for me, it's always been about questions. If I ask somebody enough questions and they say yes, enough times to different things that feel like it's a fit, then before you know it, they're like, well, what do we do next? I'm like, well, are you ready to sign a contract? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. Here it is. You know, and, and so to me, it's always come effortlessly, but Along the way, I realized how many other people had, you know, just exactly what you described these, you know, anxiety or angst or what if it's bad or I don't want to take advantage of somebody until the point where you're like, but wait, who's losing in this? Not only am I losing in my business, but I'm also not satisfying people's, you know, what they need because there's a gap that I'm not taking the last steps with. So if I, if the first 10 steps weren't comfortable, and I can't get to the last steps, maybe I better, like you said, become patient zero again or client zero and figure out the steps again. 
Yeah, because otherwise you're just being a cosmic tease. And that's yeah. what I was being. Like, hey, <laughs> your life could be awesome. You could go from A to Z. You could jump ahead. You could blah, blah, blah. You could da 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 da, da, da. And, and I see this all the time, especially with people that are that are selling like relationship coaching or health coaching or mm-hmm. something like that. We're going, you can have love. You can have wholeness. You can have wellness. You can have success. Yeah. Except I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm just going to tell you, you can have it on the internet a whole lot in a whole bunch of really funny reels. And then when you reach out to me, I'm going to be completely inaccessible to you and totally ignore you and shut you down. Isn't that fun? And then once you realize that I'm not going to help you, you're going to go find my sleaziest, loudest competitor, which has the best fake book ads. And you're going to give the money that should have gone in my pocket into their pocket. And they're going to care less about you than I would have if I had just been willing to ask you for freaking money. And I am not judging people. If you hear me say that and you feel kind of or like nastily seen, please know that I'm not judging you. That was me. If it wasn't me, I wouldn't be here. But that was me with every fiber of my being. And it wasn't until I took a leap back that Mm -hmm. I looked at the unbelievable disservice I was doing both myself and my prospects. And I totally get it because you're absolutely right. When you don't, when you don't provide something that somebody needs, Mm -hmm. but you are getting them excited about it and they go to someone else that you know how is working from a different premise, or even if they're working from the same premise, but you've let them go, mm-hmm. there's that sense of what, what have I done? I didn't even give them the chance. They came to me because there was something about me that drew them in. Right. And if I send them somewhere else, shame on me because I've let them down. Yes. Yeah. A bajillion percent, yeah. a bajillion percent. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be authentic and transparent and consistent and how we show up. And Mm -hmm. then we basically fall down in the last quarter mile of the marathon. Yeah. Right. We've taken them with us for 25 odd miles. We're about to get to the very, very end of the marathon. And then we're like, you know what? You finish this on your own. I'm going to go out to lunch. What? What? not even the last mile it's the last quarter mile like you are literally words away from having the impact that you want to have and so many of us just go you know what those words are going to be a violation of the trust I've built so better to leave it in this loving space and (laughs) and that's understandable and it'll kill your business absolutely well and I think too people are hoping for you know the magic the magic, magical sprinkle dust, you know, whatever pixie mm-hmm. dust. And last year in March, um, you know, our theme for the month with the podcast was the magic of marketing. And as I started out, everyone, I said, and we're all here because we're waiting for that magical marketing pixie dust. And we sprinkle it on our business and boom, <laughs> people are throwing money at us. And then I'm like, and y'all know that that is a bunch of BS. Like it does not It does not work, but people will buy into programs that they think is going to be that magical pixie dust. Yes. And then when they get a, here's your script, follow this and people will fall into you. And then they do it. And then that doesn't feel good because it's not good. Then all that does is deepen the chasm between how you're trying to actually serve the people that you're here and meant to serve because you've gone another step backwards by something that not only feels wrong, but is wrong. And it's not going to deliver results. 
This is not the rant I think you were expecting, but if I may be so bold, everyone, please take that high-priced sales script you paid for, find the nearest lighter, a stove will also do, and light that sucker on fire because it robs you of originality and it robs you of the most critical part of sales, which is the ability to listen to your freaking prospect. Oh, yes. I don't care how good you've been promised your script is. It's probably not that good, which is why my program doesn't include a script and never mm -hmm. ever will because your job on a call is to listen and prescribe, not to word vomit on whatever mm -hmm. unsuspecting victim you have lured into your web, homies. That is not <laughs> your job, right? <laughs> how can you possibly know if you're a fit for someone? Right. If you blather at them the entire time, yeah. newsflash, you can't. Yeah. I'm not mad at you if you all bought a sales script. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Take the verbiage out of it that you like, burn yes. the rest, and make yeah. it a talking point instead yes. of a script. But I promise you, listeners, I promise you, if you burn that script to the ground and use it as talking points instead, no yes. matter what, with no other changes, your next sales call will far and away be better because you'll be present. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you know, for years, I mean, I managed a sales force of about 400 people, um, so four to 500 people at a time that were all oh, in yeah, sales Oh yeah, you know, positions. just a couple of people. Just, and no just a couple. And, and we were, you know, and we had sales scripts <clears throat> and people would get all upset about the sales script. I don't want to say this, the script. I don't want to read the script. I don't want to memorize a script. And I, I always, it was funny how I couldn't get it across. The reason that I want you to read it and memorize it is not because I want you to say it like that. Right. I want you to listen to the words. Yes. I want you to listen to the questions. I want you to hear what you're asking and why and when you'd ask those questions. So for questions that are important, like what brings you in today? You know, what, mm -hmm. what made you pick up the phone and call me today? Yes. What about my program makes you interested today? Those answers are what will tell you whether or not you're a fit but what's the urgency? How long has this been hurting someone? And I love, I, I absolutely love that you say, listen and prescribe mm -hmm. because sometimes what you offer is not right for that person. Amen. And, and if it's you have so, one offering, it's past yes. right? Yeah. If you have one uh, for myriad reasons, maybe the timeline is wrong. The amount of energy or handholding is wrong. The budget is wrong. That's a huge mm -hmm. one, right? Yeah. But if you have a ladder of services, uh, Drew, did you ever watch The Price is Right, Michael? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So on The Price is Right, they play that game Plinko, which is like the bed yep. of nails and the hockey puck. Yep. I always teach my clients that on these calls, they should be playing Plinko with their ladder of services at the bottom in different buckets, right? Yes. And as they're playing along, they're going, oh, oh, okay, well, she's got limited time. So that's going to go over toward this offering. Nope, nope. Yep. She's got lots of budget and wants it done quickly. Okay, that's going to put her over here on the VIP tier. Oh, nope. She's got a team that she wants trained that's got to go into the VIP sector, right? And so yep. we're bouncing around based on their own data. And then you can turn around and you can say the phrase that has made me more money than any other phrase in my life. Everybody, please write this down. I'm ready. Based on what you just told me. Based yes. on what you just told me. Now, here's yes. the thing. When you were talking about the sales script and the pen of the 400, 500 people, the thing that you told them to listen for were the questions. Why yes. now? 
Why today? <laughs> Why this problem? Why us? You're listening mm-hmm. for the questions. Heck yes. Get those answers. Write them down. Feed them yes. back to the people and say, based on what you just told me about your timeline, your two-year-old daughter's dance recital next Tuesday, and the yes. desire to beat this specific competitor, the number one thing I would recommend from you out of my arsenal is this. I could offer you more. I could offer you less. But this is why I'm offering you this particular thing. That exactly. makes it the easiest sale ever because you are showing how the puzzle pieces fit absolutely you cannot do that if you don't freaking listen yes i i so agree and i gotta i have to tell you a quick funny story because this will this will make your head explode but it also proves the the lack of listening i had um somebody who was uh trying to sell me some of her services i won't describe what her services were <laughs> uh, but they were services i was interested in uh-huh. maybe not from her i i was i didn't get the right vibe from her but i was curious and it was the first person in this category i was going to just visit with and so you know me i want to watch somebody's sales approach right, right. so she's asking me questions but I can tell by the way she's asking me questions that she's working from a script, you know, because they're very much like, well, what would it mean to your business if you had yeah. this? Which is a fine question. It's a fine question, but it's a little better when you say, well, what would it mean to your business if you had this? Instead right. Of, what would it mean what to, your, mean business? to okay. your business if you had this? Exactly. So we get through and we're doing a Zoom call. And at some point she goes, do you mind if I share my screen? I want to show you something. And I said, sure, no problem. So she shares oh, her screen no. and she has... Yeah, she has got, you know, one of those things like, where would you be on this? You know, so I'm, I'm even fine with that. That was okay. It was a little cheesy. Annie, she forgot that she was screen sharing and she went back to her script and pulled her script up. No, no. And it literally said, you know, ask this question, insert client name, you know, whatever, (laughs) insert, say name. And she'd be saying, blah, 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 Michael, blah, 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 blah. And I'm watching this and Annie, oh my God, I wanted so badly to tell her. Oh, stop screen sharing. Oh God. God. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I just was like, I couldn't do it. It was a train wreck. I couldn't, but afterward I thought, I'd already gotten kind of the not the right vibe from her anyway. But oh, I'm after crying. that, I'm like, I am crying a- for that poor girl. Oh, oh no. And all I thought of is somebody sold her that sales script and never taught her that maybe you should try and build a relationship first. Because I really did want the services that she offered, but there's no way I was going to do that with her. And it, it's one of those because you're just like, if you would have just instead asked me a couple questions. Yeah. We would have had a dialogue and it might not have still been the right move, but I would have at least considered her for that. I have a feeling that selling to you is a lot like selling to me. And I had something kind of similarly mortifying in a different way. It was over the phone and it was a re-enrollment sale from uh, somebody in a sales team. And, mm-hmm. and I had a positive brand experience with the first one. So I was primed to buy. I was like, sure, tell me more about this offer. I'd love to hear yeah. about it. It's technically, it's not a cold call, but it's an unsolicited call, but I have right. a good brand experience, so tell me. And it turns out that what they were selling was really reasonably priced and interesting. I was a little flush that month, and I thought, cool, I can reinvest. I said yes on the phone. Uh-huh. I said, let me go get my wallet. That is what I said. 
I was about to give my credit card information over the freaking phone, which I never no. do. And wow. this poor soul. Oh, no. This poor, poor soul said, you know, I totally understand. I'm going to give you some time to think about it. I'll call you back on Tuesday. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. And hung up the phone. Now, Michael, pop <laughs> quiz. Do you think she called me back on Tuesday? No. Do you think that I sought out that company to throw my money at them, not over the phone? No, I didn't. I was going to get my wallet. I said so verbatim more than once. And this poor, terrified soul on the phone was like, oh, God, she said, yes, panic. Get off the oh phone. My God. What? Oh, no. What? And I walked around all weekend like, <laughs> are you? kidding me my husband was like babe let it go and i was like no. i gotta call this poor soul and be like what are you doing i'm like no she's not your client don't be pushy <laughs> but i'm like it's kind of a nightmare to sell to me because i'm either gonna tell her you back everything you're doing right or everything you're doing wrong yeah. right <laughs> i would have called i wouldn't have called her back i would have called her supervisor and that right? person's supervisor and said you need to hire me right now be like oh my sweet sweet goodness i hope oh. no one listens in on that call because they probably <laughs> read that poor child the riot act i was just like oh no well, she'd probably never been told anything else so she might not have been listening because the only thing she probably ever heard was i'll have to think about it i'll get right. back to you <laughs> Well, and that's part of sales baggage, right? That's part yeah. of sales trauma and the difference of selling something that you believe in when maybe you haven't had that before. It's very yeah. natural for us to go into selling situations if we have corporate sales trauma or, yes. you know, pit mentality. Let me say the script perfectly, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's really easy to get onto those calls and assume that you're going to yes. get a no. And when I listen to sales calls and I listen to a lot of sales calls, yo, yeah. I can absolutely always tell with certainty whether or not that person got on the phone assuming that they were going to get a no. Yeah, I agree. And it happens so often. And when that woman got on the phone with me, she assumed I'd be a no so ardently that multiple yeses could not dissuade her. Mm -hmm. That is terrifying and so easy to fall into when oh, rejection yeah. has been your norm. So yeah. to anybody out there who has had to sell widgets or other people's junk in the past or other people's stuff by their standards, by their scripts, yep. please don't carry that forward into selling your own stuff. Yeah. It's a very, very, very different animal. And if you're infusing your heart, your soul, your essence, your being, your calling, your personality, any of that truth into it, it's not the same. So don't assume right. the no. Well, and it's, and, and to your point too, you have to understand what your baggage is. Yeah. So, you know, for instance, for a, a huge portion of my career, I taught, I ran a um, sales organization for selling hearing aids. We sold a product that no one wanted yep. at a price tag. No one wanted to pay. So when I said it's so important to say what brings you in today, I'd remind my people, look, nobody wakes up this morning and goes, guess what? Today, I'm going to get me some hearing aids. Woo! You know, Woo, party. we're going to go out for margaritas afterward. Nobody Woo! says that. Because <laughs> nobody wants them. No. But what the baggage was with my salespeople, and that still is in this industry, in that industry is the price tag is something that none of my salespeople would ever want to pay. Yeah. And for many of them, it was something that would be prohibitive to them. Yeah. So 
saying the price, saying this set based on, and I love your example, because this is how I do it all the time, based on what you've told me, Annie, you know, about your hearing loss and these situations and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, what you're looking for and the kind of environment you're in, we have a lot of options. The one that I think best suits your need is a pair that's $7,000. I have a pair that's more and does more and more bells and whistles that cost more. I have others that don't, uh, that are in a, a lower price range. But based on what you've told me, this is what I think, you know, will work best for you. And Mm -hmm. saying that when my salespeople weren't comfortable with a $7,000 price tag was a lot of baggage. It is a lot of baggage. And and so first off, I love that you brought up this hearing aid example because my husband is half deaf and Mm. wears a hearing aid. So y'all don't forget about the deciders because Ryan didn't wake up that morning and go, I'm buying a hearing aid, but his wife sure did. (laughs) I would like to be able to be heard without screaming all the time in my own home. So, you know, y'all don't forget about deciders uh, and other people in the house. And if someone says they need to talk to their spouse, that's not a bad thing. It might be a great thing because the spouse might be more excited about it than they are. Exactly. But the other point you brought up there, Michael, is this idea of what I call uh, selling with our own wallet, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have the need. I wouldn't pay for it. Therefore, the price isn't right. And I see this Mm -hmm. all the time with pricing where people go, well, I mean, I wouldn't pay $250 an hour to talk to me. Well, of course you wouldn't. You're you. (laughs) You don't have the problems you need, right? If I'm a hairstylist. And I I work in a salon next to nine other stylists. I'm probably going to work out some kind of swap with the girl whose style I like most. And we're going to do each other's hair instead of paying for it. That doesn't mean I don't think my own rate is valuable to charge the person off the street. right? Right. So if we're going, well, I sell coaching, but I wouldn't pay that for coaching. You don't have that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't have that problem. And yet so often... We assign value based on our own metrics. Get your wallet out of their brain. You don't know their financial situation. Oh, yes. All across the world right now, especially (laughs) we're recording this days before Christmas. I know it's coming out in January, but all across the world, all across the world right now, this week of Christmas, people are dropping mad coin on dumb things and feeling (laughs) great about it. Exactly. That is their prerogative. (laughs) If they want to drop three grand on a purse and they can afford it and that's going to feel luxurious and important to them, good for you, sister. But don't tell me that a life-changing protocol is not worth $300 when other people are buying a coach bag that they won't even take out of the protective (laughs) packaging just so they can put it on a shelf. Like, why not you? Right? That is you saying my spending has habits are monolith. They aren't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. I'll, I, you know, and if we had two hours, I could tell you and I could swap so many stories because it just, I have so many things popping in my head about it. I love it. But Annie, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month, and then we will be right back to continue this dialogue. Are you a highly sensitive individual? If you are, you are part of the 20% of people whose nervous system is wired to take in more stimulation than others. This can feel overwhelming, trying to get by through coping and stuck in your shadows instead of your strengths. But it doesn't need to be that way. You can learn to be in charge of yourself physically, spiritually, and financially in a way that honors your highly sensitive self. 
Heather Dominic is the founder of businessmiracles.com, and she's been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders since 2010 to do things differently by working less and making more of a social impact and a higher income. Whether you've been in business for years or are just starting out, highly sensitive entrepreneurs are sick of trying to, usually secretly, manage overwhelm and other ways your highly sensitive nervous system tends to hijack and work against you. Now you're ready to learn how to be comfortable in your highly sensitive skin, to create your work and life to match who you truly are so you can work less while making more impact and income. I should know, as a super uber highly sensitive entrepreneur myself, working with Heather and her team has changed my life and my businesses. To learn more, please use our affiliate link in the show notes or reach out to the Business Miracles team and tell them you heard about them from the Shock Your Potential podcast. Every listener who joins the Business Miracles program in 2022 will receive a selection of five best-selling books from our Shock Your Potential bookstore authors. Leading as a highly sensitive entrepreneur is a mindset to hold and an energy to embody. To lead means to show someone the way to be in charge of. As a highly sensitive entrepreneur, this starts with learning how to be in charge of yourself first and your purpose second. And we are back with Annie P. Ruggles, and we are talking about my favorite subject, which is always about sales and the sales process. <laughs> it just gets me so excited. I love having uh, kindred spirits with it. But we're also talking about entrepreneurs. And, you know, entrepreneurial journeys are not always easy. They're not always, uh, not always, uh, what, what I want to say, like, not, they're messy. Sometimes they're, they're messy. Real messy. <laughs> We learn a lot about ourselves. Everybody wants to be their own boss until they're their own boss. And then they're like, <laughs> that person I work for, I hate. And you're like, wait, that's me. But <laughs> I think everyone that I interview has learned something about themselves and they've learned what they've done well, what they've done wrong. They learned about their own secret sauce. Hopefully they're, you know, using their secret sauce every day. But, you know, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. What have you learned about yourself as an entrepreneur that, that you can lean into today? I have learned that my capacity for love and care for my clients is unmatched, but mm. that is not going to be worth a hill of beans if I'm unwilling to include myself in my own success. Oh, very good. Talk more about that. When, before I learned to love to sell, I was always available. I was always accessible. I was the queen of over-delivering. I thought, mm -hmm. surely they'll pay me without me asking them to if I make it so easy for them to just constantly receive from me. Hello, not exactly. so much for me. Wake up, girl. But <laughs> I, I started to resent the people I was helping. And mm -hmm. it wasn't their fault. It was my fault. Right. Because I couldn't hold them to the standards of giving back to me when I literally wasn't asking for anything. Right. If I go into a restaurant and I never order and they never bring me anything, whose fault is that? Oh, great example. Right. right? Yeah. And so I, I was sitting at the counter waiting to be fed. Mm -hmm. I wasn't asking for anything. 
Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting there going, well, I just rewrote your website on a whim at three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and you didn't even publicly thank me on Instagram. What gives? I didn't <laughs> ask them to thank me on Instagram. Yeah. I didn't ask them for a testimonial or for a referral. I didn't want to bother them. But in the exact same breath, I would bend over backwards for them. That's yeah. not love, folks. That's masochism. Yes. If that was my romantic relationship, people would call it abuse. Yes, absolutely. Keeping myself entrenched in that because in my mind, what I could give had to come before any idea of receiving. Yes. But the so freaking trite, oh my God, cliche, can't pour from an empty cup, put your airplane (laughs) mask on first thing is entirely true. I can serve my clients so much better when I have food on my table. I can serve Mm -hmm. my clients so much better when I know where my next check is coming from. I can serve my clients so much better when I'm not up all night with insomnia wondering how I'm going to pay my team. It's just logical, right? But for me, nothing changed until I was willing to be ambitious, successful, driven, and profitable. All things that I did not think I identified with. Oh, I, I don't need to be big successful. I just want to be a little successful. I don't need to be yeah. rich. I just want to have a couple dollars <laughs> in the bank. I don't need to be this. I don't, da, 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 right? Like, but yeah. I kept putting glass ceilings on myself. Yeah. And, and no one put those on me. Right. I put those on me. I jumped out of the corporate net. I jumped out of the 401k lifestyle. I did that only to put myself in a very tiny, limited box of possibility. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was like, wait, 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 Because I couldn't think of anything like I'm playing too small. Like that doesn't occur to me. But I thought, I don't like working with these people anymore. And yesterday I love them. Where is that? Yeah, that's resentment. That's burnout. That's pain, right? And so truly now, every single thing in my business has got to be a win-win. If it's not a win-win, I'm out. And that's collaborations, that's client stuff, that's partnerships, that's anything. That's podcast interviews. Yes, If I don't think we're going to have a great conversation, I'm not coming on your show and you're certainly not coming on mine. Exactly. But- For me, I can't show up authentically transparency and in full integrity if I'm not willing to receive. I just can't do it. And so for me, the path to get where I got has been invaluable, but it's been about 97 times longer and harder than it should have been. (laughs) Because because I kept blindering myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I love to, you know, what a great example you were talking. I mean, before we started taping, you said, you know, hey, I listened to, you know, a couple episodes of your podcast, especially people that you knew Mm -hmm. and which I appreciate because not many of my guests do that beforehand. And I really do it. But before I'm a guest on somebody else's podcast, I certainly do. And then there's been ones that I have. I've just made a, you know, like, I'm sorry, I have to I have a schedule change and I remove myself from it if it doesn't feel like it's right. Yep. If it doesn't feel like, you know, it, it's a good match or if I don't feel the right vibe. And, and those are important things because my time is too valuable. And just because somebody wants me on their podcast doesn't mean that it's the right thing for me in my business. There is, yep. there's a time value that we have to pay attention to 
um, yeah. in order to to make good decisions without a doubt. I love that example because so you brought up my beloved podcast before to legitimate to quit instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. And I bring that up because <laughs> I get pitch emails constantly, as I me know too. you do for Shock Your yep. Potential. Yep. Here's the kicker, folks. Let me give you a little spoiler. If you send me an email telling me that you really like my podcast and that you want to be a guest on it and you in no way mention the pop culture element that is in the freaking name of my show, <laughs> I know that you're lying to me. Oh, yeah. I know that you're lying to me. Just like if you send me an email and you're like, Annie, you don't know me, but we need to talk about Ted Lasso on the podcast. Then I know that you've listened. <laughs> you, I don't care if you have no list, no Instagram. I don't care if I couldn't point yeah. you out of a lineup. You come to me with your homework done. You're going to the top of the list. And Mr. 25,000 email been written up in Forbes blurdy blar who yeah. sends me blanket scripty email saying how much he loves my show is going to Hades because <laughs> I don't. What have you lied to? It's like, could well, you not even do one second of research, guys? Come on. Well, and I don't know if you've seen this, but, um, and I, I can't remember if I told you this, I've, I've taped a couple podcasts today, but, you know, I, we have like over 200 people on a waiting list for our podcast for 2022. Yeah. So we have, so we're awesome. I, oh my you God, made the cut, Michael. baby. <laughs> but I get, I get all these same emails and they're like, I love your podcast so much. I left a review for you which I love. That's nice to get a review. It'd be nicer if you actually listen, because one of them, they, they said, and here's the review I left. My, they oh, said, no. oh, you know, no. the shock your potential podcast is great. The host has, he has so much to say. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like and fine, I called that person on it. I'm like, um, by the way, uh, just so you know, um, I totally know you didn't listen to my podcast because otherwise, you know, I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a lady, Michael Fools. Oh my and God. I think I did get that person to change it. But I was like, so in the in the future, if you'd like me to consider one of your great guests, don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, like maybe don't misgender the host, you dumbs. But like, come on, homies, do more than one second of research, please. Oh, like that's a whole other rant for a whole other episode. <laughs> we already went on a rant about sales scripts. The blind emails, that's a whole other thing. Oh, Michael, oh. rain me in. I'm going nuts. I'm foaming at the I mouth know. over here. Annie, we can talk forever. I I adore you. And I'm not making that up. That is not a line. I absolutely adore you. But you're right. We are running out of time. I know we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes, including links to your podcast. Yes. Too legitimate to quit. The sm actionable, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. Look, I got it all in there. <laughs> we'll have yeah, all did. those links. But just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they're like, this woman is going to help me change my business. What's the best way for them to find you? If you are in a learning consumption mode, if you're dabbling at this, please feel free to hit me up on my website, which is AnniePRuggles.com. It is a smorgasbord of learning. You can find all kinds of episodes and webinars and blah, 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 blah. But 
If you are in active sales avoidance, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I want you to go directly to my Instagram or LinkedIn and tell me what you're up against by sending me a message. On Instagram, I'm at Anniepreneur. And on LinkedIn, just search for my name. Tell me what you're up against. I'll coach you in the moment through that sales avoidance. I want your next selling situation to be better. So if mm. that's where you are right now, message me right now. I love it. Anniepreneur too. I'd love that. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, and it's Anniepreneur, right? So it works. Anniepreneur. It took me so long to be able to spell entrepreneur, man. <laughs> oh, sometimes I still can. I just have to remember that the E's are always first. There's, there's a lot of E's in them. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? You are not allergic to sales. Mm. You are allergic to being sold to by buttheads. <laughs> and none of that behavior that has hurt you in the past is required. But mm. the art of the ask is find a way yes. to ask that feels good. Do yourself a favor, please. I almost killed my business so many times. I don't want that to happen to you. You are one ask away from greatness go get it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Annie, you are fantastic. Your information is fantastic. Your energy is out of this world. Yay! Thank you so much for being with us today. It has been a complete pleasure, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.